Uh, welcome to Old School. Jake Huber, Bam Magnus with you guys. Um, so, as always, Old School brought to you by ShopTYT.com and TwoStrongCoffee.com slash TYT. First of all, we've got new uh, Green Dragons. Okay, people ask for it. I'm part of the Dragon Squad. I'm Justice Dragon, so I did it. ShopTYT.com. Okay, it happened. Uh, and then, of course, Too Strong Coffee. Progressive causes, excellent coffee. Let's make this thing happen. Don't forget, TwoStrongCoffee.com slash TYT. By the time the camera folks. All right. Ben, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm rock and roll, brother. Rock and roll. Uh, we haven't spoken in, in a, a very long time. I know, right? Uh, it's, we have a ridiculously busy lives. So when we don't talk on old school, we don't see each other. For, and now you got COVID. We haven't seen each other in a long time. Talked in a well, Yeah, but we, but we still like talk at least once a week usually. But we haven't talked in, I think, four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels forever. Um, so um, let's let's start politics, okay? Uh, and then we'll get into uh, some of the usual st uh, goofy stuff we do. So um, Eric Greitens, he's uh, running for Missouri s senator. He used to be the governor of uh, Missouri. He's a Republican. Did uh, he? Let me. Did he tie somebody up, or did he have yeah. somebody tie him up? No, he tied somebody up. So, and, like maybe against their will. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's definitely what uh, she says. Um, yeah, and then he like so, took a picture of it. Yeah, yep, he did. Yep, and seems like and a then, good dude. Yeah, and and then blackmailed her with it. That is her allegations. Okay, right. And now what? We're gonna cancel him for that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's my point. So now Kimberly, Kimberly Guilfoyle is some sort of campaign consultant or whatever. It's just a way of getting attention and saying Trump uh, team is on my side. And it looks like he's got a pretty good chance at winning the Republican primary. Uh, and then obviously he would have some decent chance, a uh, very good chance of winning the Senate seat in Missouri. And that's the disparity between two parties that, you know, drives me nuts. Maxine Waters says... Uh, that she thinks Derek Chauvin is guilty and they, that the protesters should be out in the streets and confrontational. And the world stops. Oh, my God. Apologies. You ruined the trial. These to sanction her, censure her. Greitens tied up a woman. Uh, she says uh, oral sex um, while she was crying against her will. Uh, she did not consent to being tied up. Uh, and, and, and then he took pictures of it and then blackmailed her with it. Those are the allegations. And the Republicans are like, oh, we'll go, all good, all good. Yep, no problem, okay? And uh, I, it's we live in two different worlds. And yeah. this party used to be the party of family values. Now that they're the top party of time, people up. That's the second, by the way, conservative that tied up uh, a woman in the basement. The other one was one of, that's why you might be getting confused. Wait, wasn't that a Fox News guy? Yeah. That was one of the greatest calls of my career when I said, Dr. Ablo has someone tied up in a basement. And it turned out Dr. Ablo from Keith uh, from Fox News got alleged to have tied someone up, just like Greitens did. So, I, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know the, the Maxine uh, Waters story, and I have no uh, romantic ideas, obviously, not in that sense. But I don't... I don't I don't romance Maxine Waters, right? Like I, I got it. I think is the word you're looking for. What? Romanticize. Romanticize. Yeah. I think. Nor do word. I romance her. I'm very tired. No, very, one. very tired. Yeah. <laughs> I don't romanticize. Uh, 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 I do take her to dinner, a quiet, candlelit dinner, and I hold her gently. 
you know, uh, no, I don't romanticize Maxine Waters, but I don't think people understand the uh, innocent until proven guilty. It really does not apply to people not involved in the trial or judicial system. We are allowed, as we all are, to make up our minds based on the enormous amount of evidence uh, that we have. And then if you're smart, you also take what the jury says uh, to mean something because they were actually there, though they, of course, as we know, don't always hear all the things that we think uh, might be relevant. So, for example, because Derek Chauvin didn't testify, the jury did not hear about the numerous, I think it's 18 or 19, but I don't have it in front of me, uh, uh, charges of excessive force that he has uh, against him over the, the course of his career. So, you know, uh, yeah, Maxine Waters, what, I don't know the story, and all I know is from what you just said, but she is uh, free to make an assessment uh, about the trial as she sees fit, and other people are free to disagree with it. So every once in a while on the show, I say I still have a, a, a conservative streak when it comes to judicial issues. And I don't know if people believe it or what what, what they think, but uh, it's real. Uh, so... Uh, in this case, there's a, it affects things a couple of ways. We baby juries so much. We we don't let them see so much of the evidence. Uh, and it drives me nuts. And so there's it applies to this case in two different ways. Number one, like, oh, this could taint the jury pool. So a jury uh, member is going to, first of all, they're not supposed to listen to the news. That's why the judge said no mistrial. But he yelled at Maxine Waters, how dare you, blah, 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 right? And... Uh, and so they're going to hear Maxine Waters' opinion on it, and then they're going to be like, oh, okay, that's it. I now instantly have her opinion. Yeah. Why? Why would they do that? Um, and so then what if they heard all the Republican uh, politicians' opinions on everything? On In every trial, Trump tainted a billion trials while he was in office. But nobody ever made this claim. It's just that when a Democrat says something, they're like, that's it, that's it. Yeah, and, and – and and again, when it's an opportunity, it's no question. When it's an opportunity to, you think they'd react the same way if Jerry Nadler had said it? No, it's a black woman, so it's a that's it's a, it's a popular part. target, right? Hundred percent. And then, uh, so uh, look, I'm not a big fan of the Fifth Amendment. I'm just not. Uh, so that's the conservative part. I'm not a fan of it. It's still in the Constitution, so there's nothing I can do about it. I'm certainly not uh, opposed to it enough to try to get a constitutional amendment to overturn it. <laughs> okay. But uh, but this whole you can't incriminate yourself, so you don't have to take the 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 stand. And if you don't take the stand, then the jury never finds out that you did this nineteen other times. Where luckily, at least the people didn't die. But you basically are a serial uh, violent cop who abuses civilians on a regular basis. But we're not well, allowed to tell the jury because the jury's a bunch of babies and they, they have no minds and their minds will melt if they, you tell them that well, obviously relevant fact to well, this trial. the jury's minds will the, melt. It's that it might slightly prejudice them against What does the that defendant? mean, prejudice them? It prejudices them that the guy is guilty because the guy is guilty. It's yeah, I know, but that's why you find somebody who's done evidence. six crimes and then you charge them with the other crime. Cops do it. I got news for you. Cops lie. And sometimes they lie for what they think are good reasons. Uh, happens all the time. I mean, I, I covered the courts. I know you spent time as a prosecutor and you have a somewhat idyllic view of it. But the fact is there is still an overwhelming advantage in every single prosecution, except when the defendant is unbelievably rich. We know that there's not even a prosecutor who would argue you're this, Jake. Prosecution has a huge advantage. So I, I don't think the Fifth Amendment is there to even it out. 
Uh, I think it is an attempt to not bias the jury against your decision not to uh, testify. And of course, if his pat, if it, if it's a pattern, as you well know, uh, then it can be admitted as evidence. But random but complaints, these absurd claims that uh, abusing uh, people nineteen different times is not a pattern. Well, well maybe I, it's fair. To be fair, maybe cops just do it so regularly. They're like, what pattern? Uh, I don't know. That, I, I mean, I don't know that he was. Water is, he says, what water? What were the results of those investigations? I mean, that's the thing is that, like, you know, the, I, I suspect they there's some chance they weren't unbelievably thorough. <laughs> so it might actually the present presentation of it. He'd be like, I'm exonerated in these and, the, you know, it, whatever. I the good I hope uh, we will all see. Did something happen today that I don't know about? Was there a verdict? <laughs> mm hmm. Okay, good. Um, I hope what we'll see is a, a conviction on at least uh, one of the charges, and then these conversations don't really matter, at least not as they pertain to Derek Chauvin. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the, the the jury, as we were taping this on Monday night, uh, has gone into proceedings, uh, uh, deliberations, uh, and, and the defense asked for a mistrial. The good news about that is that means the defense thinks they lost. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't ask for a mistrial. Uh, and so don't they always don't you always ask for a direct a mistrial or a directed verdict anyway? No, like as a, you, uh, I think you ask for a directed verdict almost every time that the oh, judge directed just, verdict, sure, yeah. because that then you win, right? right. Um, but uh, a mistrial is, is depends on whether you think you're winning or not. I forget if the OJ team considered asking for one, and I thought this is in the back of my mind. I'm not at all sure about this, but maybe thought about it, but didn't didn't ask for one because they thought this is as good as we're going to get. Uh, and they, it turns out they were right. If I'm right about my recollection on that, but yeah, no. As a defense attorney, you'd make a call. You'd make a decision. What do we think here? Are we winning this one or are we not? Uh, and if you yeah, know, sure, the, right. If you think you're going to get a, uh, if you're confident you're going to get an acquittal, then 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 asking for a mistrial is a, a boneheaded move. Of course, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, anyways, I, I think you should trust the jury. You should let them. Um, uh, hear all the evidence. Uh, I think uh, you shouldn't have a right to not incriminate yourself. On the other hand, uh, I, I think in something that uh, others think is draconian in the opposite direction, which is I think that if the cops uh, do um, something where they're sued, for example, right? The city's sued because they shot the wrong guy or they sh shot the right guy, but they shot him in the back or they shot him because they felt like it, whatever the situation is, or beat the living crap out of him, as happens all the time, and the city gets sued. Um, or the cops commit a, a, a violation, like they torture the detainee to try to get a, a statement out of him, right? Uh, I think the cops should be held responsible, both criminally and civilly. And so that means that you can sue the cops personally, and they have to give the money. And I'll tell you, police abuse would disappear overnight, okay? Uh, but... Uh, everybody says, oh, you can't do that to the beloved cops. I mean, my God, if they had to hold back because they thought they might lose money, they might not abuse people. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, I, I love talking about this stuff. So I, I don't, I, and that's a, you know, I, I think we could change the laws and make it easy. You know, the, the, the problem, as always, is the way the law is written. It is the, I think, at least the conversation that we're, we're not having is that in the end, the way police in general 
avoid, like in New York with Eric Garner, avoid even an indictment, uh, is this claim that they, you know, were A, following procedure, but B, bigger, is that you fear for your life. As soon as you fear for your life, you are in a position to not be charged because of the way the law is written. Uh, or certainly if you are charged, very hard to get a conviction, which is why in some of these cases, even well-meaning prosecutors don't seek uh, an indictment because they know they can't win because it's too obvious. Thought it was a gun. I thought it was a gun. So I shot, right? And if you rewrite the law, if you make it the law that like, no, that's not enough that you fear for your life. You also have to prove uh, that uh, that you set a reasonably high standard for establishing that you feared for your life. If you're going to use deadly force, you can't just say it. You think it. You can't. The standard is too low in most cases. It's changed in a couple of states, and that's the key because then it'll start being easier to convict. Um, and if obviously if it happens more and more and more police officers end up going to jail, um, well then there's going to be some hesitancy. And yes, and with that hesitancy, of course, is going to come the other thing, which is that police officers are going to lose their lives because they're going to hesitate. And and Very that is. Rarely, but I mean, but it'll happen and it'll be a big story and that will be a tragedy. But this is it's a unbelievably difficult job uh, and the state gives them a gun and the license to use it fairly freely um, and they ought to get paid more money uh, and they ought to have more time off and they ought to be held to a much higher standard. But that requires legislative changes uh, across the board. I also think here, here's something I don't know whether you agree with me on that. One of the ways to even the score, because the, uh, is the imbalance between, you know, even if you look at the Chauvin trial, let's take out what we think. And the fact that, that, that there's some evidence that Derek Chauvin is guilty. And, uh, it was because we watched it, right? We saw yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, so let's, that he has the full resources of a fully committed, which doesn't always happen in these cases, state of Minnesota, right? And the uh, and the uh, and the county and the prosecutors there in uh, in Minneapolis, right? They have decided to fully get behind this, which we know police don't always do. Sometimes not even seeking an indictment, and sometimes even if they get the indictment, not aggressively pursuing the prosecution. So uh, here they're doing it. They have four lawyers there, and then there's this one guy representing Derek Chauvin who obviously I'm sure has limited resources. Maybe he has a ton of money pouring in from conservative, you know, uh, GoFundMes across the state, across the country. I, I don't know. But in general, that guy's outgunned, outnumbered. And in criminal case after criminal case, especially if you have a, 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 a court-appointed attorney, um, you know, you don't have the money for your own investigator. You don't have, you know, cops have literally, prosecutors literally have investigators as a police force. And they sometimes have police officers working just for the prosecutor's office, whose job is to go and investigate the crimes and get all the evidence. And frequently defense just doesn't have it. I'd make sure the defense in every criminal case had all of that, every access, yeah. our money, our money spent so they can go out, spend investigators. Because the narrative that prosecutors and police tell frequently is, you know, I mean, it, they're telling a story. They'll tell you that. The prosecutor, I'm telling you a story, and the story is going to be like this weapon I'm going to use from the wonderful movie 12 Angry Men. You know, this guy, he stabbed him with this knife, and there's no other knife like it, right? And the defense, man, you gotta, they're always going to go out and investigate whether there's another knife like it, because back then you couldn't buy it online, right? You had to go to a store. So, And, and then once you uncover that, no, there are a bunch of knives like it, Actually, you could buy that knife in a lot of different places. Then once you, then you're like, oh well, they made that up. Well, damn, what else did they make up? What other yeah. part of this story is kind of really not true? 
And uh, I want to make sure that uh, defendants have a criminal defendants uh, have a uh, have the ability to uh, fight that narrative with the same uh, with the same resources. Yeah, look, you tell me you want public defenders to have a lot more money uh, so the defense ha- defendants have a real shot, especially poor and middle class defendants. Definitely, I'll sign up for that in a second. Uh, and uh, and yeah, of course, the prosecutors and cops they uh, they're not always telling the truth. No, well, by the way, but in the past I l- was actually shocked at that. Back when I was a Republican, uh, I, I didn't believe that. Now I think that's the most obvious thing in the world. I, if I'm on a jury, I'd be shocked if a cop was telling the truth. Shocked. Um, so, uh, and, and you know, their lives are often quite in uh, quite in, in danger. I mean, Eric Garner, they didn't know if it was loose cigarettes or the cigarettes might have been packed together. God knows. I mean, they so you, you never know. You don't want to take a chance. Maybe you murder him just in case. And uh, and by the way, he was being a good Samaritan and not even doing loose cigarettes at the time. It was a smear job of Eric Garner later. Okay, and like it uh, matters. Eric Chauvin, like his life was in yeah. so much danger that he was nearly yawning as he was murdering George Floyd. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, uh, the good news is the only thing that's changing is that we're allowed to say these things because ten years ago you say this stuff, that's it. You're taken off the air. I mean. Now they can't take you off there. But if I said that 10 years ago on MSNBC, I'd have been removed immediately. What kind of an outrageous thing is that to say about the the police uh, law enforcement in this country? Okay. And so, you know, the media is a giant, giant part of the problem. Uh, Police are always right. Police are always right. Police are holy. Police are saintly. Police are angels. Police never lie. Black people, on the other hand. And right, that's what the media did implicitly for 50 straight years in this country. Right, because they're, def- you know, and, and, and that whenever it's a defendant of any color in any case, right, the, we know, I, I mean, it goes without saying that obviously I'm aware that the, uh, that the defendants lie, right? I'm <laughs> keenly aware of that also. I'm just, they're not yeah. the only people involved in this. And again, it's just, uh, it, it is, uh, it's an, un- so even when I was reading about the Chauvin case, I had that moment of like, oh, this poor guy, this guy is outnumbered. This guy is out-resourced and outnumbered. He has a Herculean battle with the full force of the state of Minnesota and the, or the Hennepin County, whatever it is, uh, to, uh, uh, to, to, to get Derek Chauvin's conviction. Uh, do you realize Derek Chauvin is 5'10", 140? That's what he claimed really? at trial? 5'10", 140? I mean, I'm a pretty lean guy. I'm 5'10", 160. Five nine and three no, quarters. Really, that uh, seems unbelievable. So maybe that might be the most unbelievable part of the. That's, that's, I was Chauvin like, no way. Trial. Five ten one eighty. Like he's big. I thought five ten. Yeah, well, so part part of their thing is that look at Derek Chauvin. He had no choice because George Floyd is whatever he was six three two hundred out whatever he was. Um, uh, I think it would be relevant. I would point out that being handcuffed and on the ground was relevant to his size. You I know, mean, um, and having about four cops on top of him. Uh, you want to talk about outgunned, uh, outgunned and outnumbered? Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, there's yeah. nothing I could do. We all four of us had to sit on him while I uh, choked him out. Mm. Uh, you know, g- given the given the three possibilities and of the the the, the third degree murder, second degree murder, and I think it's second degree manslaughter, and they they range in sentences ten, twenty five, or forty year max. It strikes. I mean, it just would be stunning to me if there is not one conviction among those three. I just can't imagine it. And it's, oh my God, the, the, the rage in the country will be unparalleled. Um, and 
and rightfully so, uh, if if he doesn't get convicted of anything. It's just, it would be beyond sickening. Uh, he sh- There's nothing we can do. The jury's going to make their decision. Uh, it is what it is. I, I Obviously, I hope they throw the book at him. Uh, I, I don't want to taint the jury pool, because if they hear Jake Uger's opinion, obviously they're all going to change their minds. And they were really surprised about my opinion. And so, you know, I, I don't want to corrupt out their precious minds. But uh, yes, uh, I hope he gets convicted of the maximum possible penalty and spends the rest of his life in jail. Um, uh, I, it's hard to conceive of anyone I have less sympathy for. Um, so anyways, uh, so we started out on a... a randomly angry note <laughs> from me <laughs> okay so that happens on old school sometimes uh let's go in the opposite direction um now this is a uh oh we have one minute left okay we're gonna save this for the next episode uh which is uh, and ben i'll give you time to think about it um your best part this is a game that we play with the kids at, at dinner often best part worst part of the day okay oh roses and thorns Oh, is that what it is? I didn't even know. Is no. that a, that's, yeah. a, that's a thing? Yeah. Huh. I mean, yeah. Okay. So we're apparently going to play Roses and Thorns with Ben in the next episode. Best part, worst part of growing up. Hmm. Hmm. Ah. All right. Yeah. So tyt.com slash join uh, to become a member. And then that way you can get all the old schools uninterrupted, the full episodes uh, whenever you wish. Um, uh, but for those of you watching on some of our platforms, we bid you a healthy adieu and much love. We'll see you next time.